Welcome to the Next Issue Podcast. We're a group of friends that love talking comics and all that it entails. Uh, we're based out of Dallas, so you'll hear us talk about how these comics make up a part of our daily lives, including our local comic shop, conventions, and other forms of entertainment. Welcome. House of X, Powers of X, full spoilers for everything up to Powers of X uh, 3, which came out this week of, uh, what was it, the 20, August August 21st, or whatever, yeah, that week of. Yeah, it was, and then the so, new one comes out next week. Yeah, so if you, haven't, if, you haven't read, if you haven't read those books, go read them, then come back and listen to the episode. If we talk about something else afterwards, I'll put a timestamp in the notes so you guys can come back and uh, just kind of listen to, you know, whatever you want, so... Whoever wants to kick us off with uh, House of X, Powers of X, Jonathan Hickman, relaunch of the X-Men. Okay, so okay, well, so I want to go, I was a little weirded out at first with the run, because I, w- I was reading the current run of Uncanny X-Men, and the last issue ends with, you know, Gene and all the rest of the X-Men who have been put into this other universe by X-Man, and they come back, and it's Cyclops is back, and he, he's got the Cerebro helmet, and all the police that are this, this, at this battle don't see them because he's holding on to the helmet, and then somehow that's camouflaging all of them. It's, it's, mm-hmm. And he goes, no, we need to be here. We need to be let the people know that the mutants aren't going anywhere. So he drops the helmet, and boom, they're like, holy well, shit, it's the X-Men. They can't see them because Emma made so like she made a suggestion to well, that, the that's world right, that's right, that's right, yeah. that to forget mutant kind yeah. that's why they couldn't see them but the, yeah but then he drops the helmet and boom they appear back in everybody's eye and the next thing we get is first house of x and then xavier's there kara krakakoa the island yeah is there he's now a, like this trans-dimensional thing that's popping over all the world and you know and they have and you have uh, it's uh, emma and magneto being like the ambassadors to the human race saying we want you want to make sure that <laughs> which you, man those picking those two I as know. the ambassadors is a and, and then you jump in with the fa- oh, and this is what I love. It's okay, like, so that was Emma Frost. Yeah. Okay. Oh, see, I didn't pick up on that. Oh, no, either, was that? No, I wasn't sure who that was. I thought it was one of the cuckoos. My bad. Which might might as well be Emma Frost. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, might as well. Um, but yeah, it, so Marvel Marvel is taking a. I don't want to say it's not a big risk. It's not a big risk because I think the X Men have been very convoluted and it's hard to get into the X Men. But you bring in Jonathan Hickman, which is you know like he gave us. From the Future Foundation run all the way to Secret Wars, like he set up this whole story throughout the Avengers, New Avengers. Uh, so I mean, he can he can lead uh, a world like he's a world builder, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I think giving him the X Men and giving like look do whatever you want, everybody's gonna get on board, or else. Uh. No, no. Okay, so I remember that com- that podcast I listened to. That was it was um, Ming Chen and Mike Zapsic. I sell comics. And uh, they were talking. They were talking about the, the, uh, this current line, and there was something that really I thought was interesting, because at the end of the book you have Mystique and Sabretooth, and the Fantastic Four arrives, and I still call BS the Sabretooth going toe to toe with the thing, but still. Um, well, well, he goes toe to toe and gets his ass kicked. I mean, it's, but it's no, but yeah. it's, it's not about anything. You're talking about the thing who most recently in the new Fantastic Four issue sucker punched the the dead Hulk can be controlled by the Puppet Master and knocks him. The, F out, and he's having problem taking down Saber. Not BS. <laughs> you, you can say I know bullshit. It's bullshit. Gee, <laughs> um, Willikers, no. Anyway, they, they, they capture Sabretooth. Mystique gets away. Holy moly! S- Scott shows up and says we'd like him back because you know we're we're having like the, all mutants are allowed in our you know uh, safe ha- safe haven. And they're like, no, we can't. What's going on, Scott? So you know it's fine. You take care of him. He'll be back with us eventually. And then the comment he makes. Yeah. Please let your son know that he yeah. can join the rest of his family anytime he wants. It's like, so here, here's the thing. Oh, sorry, when we were talking House of X a few episodes ago, Clay and I, when somebody, when I think Adrian brought up the Fantastic Four, Clay and I just went like, whoa, because we, we didn't want to spoil it that the Fantastic Four 
we're there, and we all know Franklin is a mutant. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so that was a like we didn't want to spoil it, and I hope we didn't. Like, <laughs> yeah, I hope you still, I, I hope you still get something out of that moment. Okay, uh, okay good. I didn't here's, here's the no, he's ready. We're, we've all, here's the thing. Okay. Here's the thing I love about that sequence, and I know this is a horse that I've beaten to death, <laughs> well beyond death, but that whole sequence reads perfectly in full-page format. And oh, if yeah. you read it in guided view, it messes it up because the end... No, because <laughs> I know, I know. Because the, the end of that first page is Scott showing up, right? And you're like, oh, shit, they're going to fight. And then you turn the page, and then he, like, you know puts his hands on on Sue, and he's like, oh, or on Thing. He's like, I heard about your wedding, you know, it's all stuff. And then at the end of that page, you think they're going to fight again, and there's a little glimmer in his in his visor. And then you turn the page again, and he's like, he's like, no, 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 I'm not, you know, he puts his hands up, like, I'm not going to do anything. And then the end of that page is him walking away saying the thing about Franklin, and you're like, oh, that's good. You know, it's like, it's this beautifully structured set of pages, so. But the guided view didn't... Oh, you found it? Got yeah. It. Okay. See? So, yeah. It's just... I liked it in God of You. Yeah. See, I like... Sorry for the silence, but we were looking at the guide. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, when, when you're in that silence... So, I like the silence because it gives you panel by panel, like how the story's moving along. Right, but... Well, okay. So, I don't, is uh, this the page you were talking about? Yeah, yeah, but the two pages before it, it's like each page ends where you think they're going to, f- like, right there, right? Yeah. You think they're going to fight, and so you're like, I got to turn the page, and you turn the page, and he oh, doesn't, right? So, it's it, it's always, like, it works based on the structure of the page. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Um, Save it for your digital comics episode, I know, right? I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I will say, I was probably, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm going to presume at the table, I was the most skeptical going into this because I have not read X-Men in like 30 years. Well, I'm going to disagree because we had to walk Adrian back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. From yeah. giving away his books. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anybody who wants them can have them. <laughs> <laughs> I think those were the words. And those unfortunately, we've recorded words. this, so you can't ever yeah, live it, it down. It, it, I, um, I've listened to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I said that. Um, but then I read House of X 2 and... Game changer. It, 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 you know, um, I wasn't going to pick it up, and then you okay. guys started... We have a, a private chat for the group of us, and everybody, and Clay's like, yeah, this may be the best book of the year so far. Yeah, like, that was the I'm moment I was on. Book, but issue two of House of X. Is yeah, that's definitely what I'm saying. Of, yeah, yeah. yeah the, it was, oh, it's brilliant. It. Yeah, yeah, issue. It's just brilliant. I mean, yeah. That I mean, was it's the moment like, I fully signed on. It's like, so, like Hickman's been sitting there playing cards with us, and he just played the card. We know which way the game's going now, and yeah. we're all wanting to see. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so okay, good. Okay, now, now so, so the big question, and again, spoilers, for issue two, right? Oh, it's the Mora issue. So you find out. Kind of, you know, and, 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 and the reason I signed on with that is because the thing I worried about the most going into the series was not only how convoluted X-Men history is, but that there has been 20 years of history that I'm simply not aware of, right? right. Let, let me put in a quick query uh, to the Kylepedia. Can you give us a quick rundown of Maura McTaggart as of before this book? She the Hickman was run? a previous girlfriend of Charles Xavier and is the world's most expert on mutant genetics outside of Xavier. Um, had a, a mutant son named Proteus that eventually, they, during the, uh, the uh, Claremont Burn run... Yeah, I think it was in one... Yeah, the right teens, before, right before the Dark Phoenix saga started. Yeah, like one... Yeah, but, and they eventually had to kill him. And basically, it was, you know, it was the adopted mother for Ron Sinclair, who's part of the New Mutants, and basically was also the, the girlfriend from Banshee, who was, uh, you know, another mutant, and eventually dies uh, because of the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the legacy virus, the... Not the way. Uh, okay, okay, yeah. So now, retcon again. Marvel. Uh, she's which, back. Which but, the retcon is, is no, it's built amazing. Into the it's brilliant. Right? Yes. Oh it my is. god. If you, go to the, if you go to the last, the last uh, page of those books, you can see the different timelines and all the stuff Kyle just said is part of one of those timelines. Let me. Mm-hmm. So if you've ever seen, and this is, it's a shitty film, but Ashton Kutcher's The Butterfly Effect. Yeah. This is basically the comic book. Basically, you find out Mora is one of the most powerful omni-level mutants, and she has lived multiple different lifetimes. Every yeah. time she dies, she's right back in the womb. But the thing is, every time she goes back in the womb, she has all the memories of that previous lifetime. She's right. a living what if. I want to give, I want to give credit to the fact that you know I'm reading the first issue of House of X, and there's all this like 
pages hope. of data entry. See, that's the part that drives me nuts. I, well, I, except by the time I got to the end of the issue, and particularly into the next issue, I realized how critical it was the story and how effective it was because often it's him giving the context and the background to the stuff that I, as a reader who haven't read X-Men in 20 years, don't know. And at that point, I kind of loved it. And I happily read it now when it pops up. I'm like, oh, cool, a data page. And I'm like reading through it. it so. it's, a, it's a mystery box for comics. Yeah. It's J.J. Abrams doing X. Yeah, I know. But that, I, when I first read the first issue, I was like, this is annoying me. I'd rather pages of art I want to see instead of having to read. Yeah. 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 So what, what timeline did you find the most bonkers in more of oh. Tiger's life? All of them. I mean, the fact, like, okay, she starts off with meeting Xavier, and he's a dick, so I'm going to go marry somebody else and have kids. Then it's the normal X-Men Marvel, like, 616 universe. Then she joins Magneto. Then she joins Apocalypse. And then she does all this shit. And, so, and then she's a secret agent. It's like, what the f- And then, then she goes to, and then finally, the final one is basically she goes to Xavier. And, like, we, have we, and he goes, have we met before? Read my mind. And yeah. Like, oh. So I thought the most, the most, Crazy and fucked up one was where she be, she works to eradicate mutant kind. Yes, yes, and then you have um, Mystique, Mystique and Destiny, and Destiny show up. Oh, yeah, the, that is so yeah. good. Destiny just gives. First of all, I haven't read much Destiny, but I like her as a character. Uh, and then she gives her this ultimatum: like, how do you like? We can kill you. Like, I know I can see your future, even though there's like it keeps resetting. She can mm-hmm. see your future. Because Destiny is just a badass. And there's only so many uh, yeah. shades of Doctor Who. Um. <laughs> so when... And then the last part, which is so fucked up. She has... Which I didn't know Pyro was Destiny's kid. Wait, it wasn't before. Like, uh, I think... Uh, that's how I, I read No, it. that's how I read it, That's how I read it. Yeah, because... It wasn't previously. It wasn't previously. And then she's like, make her, make sure she remembers. Yeah, that was... And, just and slow. Yeah. yeah. So after that, I was like... Fuck. But so, then her answer was, oh, I'm going to go marry Apocalypse. <laughs> okay, like, so, but, but the other messed up thing about that that dawned on me is, so I got the impression that her fourth wife is the previous timeline we all know from the comics, right? Because they show these, gen- like, they show the original. That, see, that, that she meets Xavier, and then you see, like, the Claremont... Uh, yeah. John Byrne costumes. That's the normal timeline that we Right, right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's four, oh, yeah, that's four right? Okay. okay. So that means that in the timeline that we all know, she is well aware of what has happened before in the previous three timelines, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and that is the closest that she's gotten, if you want to call it this, to success. And then even that falls apart. So what I find fascinating is that this current timeline that Hickman is starting is the last one. And it's the one where she's like, we're doing what we've never done before, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, the other thing is, and this is the question, and, and, and I, I know it's set up intentionally, so we're going to find out, what is her sixth life? It's never mentioned. It's skipped over, and it doesn't show up in the graphic. <laughs> yeah, they're looking at the charts now, trying yeah. to figure out. So see, so, so see, so look, there's, there's no six. It jumps over six in the issue, even. Yeah. It goes, her fifth life is this, and then, and then you turn the page, like, and then she starts her seventh life. And so, make, make, make sure you have your books with you as you listen. Yeah, to yeah, this. yeah. No, that will help. That because, will help. But yeah, no, I, you know what? I hadn't even noticed that. Like, oh, you I, did? So no, no, I didn't. Oh, that was like, that stuck out to me because I'm, I'm counting in my head. I thought it was just an aesthetic choice, but yeah, you're right. No, you're there's right. no sixth life, so. What would you do that would be so damning that you wouldn't note it? Unle- unless, here's the thing. What if, I'm just postulating here, what if somebody in her sixth life wiped her brain? And so when she resets, she resets to only what she knew from the fifth life before, and it's this gap. We know Xavier loves to put up you mental blocks. Yeah, no, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. You don't maybe think maybe that's the, the sixth Yeah. Wait, you don't think the sixth life could be the current uh, powers of X, do you? No, because no, it, it's, it's tying into the, yeah. the House of X. Um, and, and he explicitly says two books that make one story. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So, well, you know, throw this out there. Hickman, if you want to come on our show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Um, yeah, we'll we have, we have donut holes. They're gone right now, but we'll bring more. We'll get more. They'll yeah. be fresh. Yeah. All right. um, I just love that House of X 2 book. I know. It I, is I, so I, good. It, I mean, I'm not... Coming from a weird position, I've actually seen stuff that I go, if I was a really diehard collector, I would pick up this that book because mm-hmm. I think more is going to change X-Men history and that'll be a book people will want to buy. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then the last book of um, Realms. Realm, um, was it oh, Omega? Yeah, because it had all the first appearances, basically. Oh, yeah, we're going to have a Valkyrie book. We're going to have this book. And it has all the first appearances. Yeah, that's Omega. And when I went to, you know, I've been uh, trying to sell a bunch of friends' comics, and I asked the guy at my comic shop, I'm like, what are you buying? He goes, first appearance stuff. Stuff that has just come out is always the hottest stuff and then just kind of fades away. Right. And that seems kind of like such a bummer, but, like, these are hot comic times to if you're collecting. Yeah. But well, and, and, and to your point... Adrian, um, sorry, I'm I'm looking at you, but yeah. you that was listener, can't see that. Um, it was Adrian has a very intense look when he he's does. focused on you. So yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's I was, daunting. It's slightly disconcerting. Um, I, I never look him directly in the eye. I always look at his forehead. <laughs> it's, a, it, it's an old salesman trick. It's an old salesman trick. But if if uh, if Hickman and team had not put in that required reading order and mm-hmm. release these in the order they did if i had read house of x1 and then powers of 10 to be accurate one i may not have stuck with it um i needed that second issue of house of x yeah. to really get on board right um and and, I mean, and that's what it did me like i'm yeah. still not i'm more hopeful in this x book than i've been in any x book in a long time yeah. because it's always been about survival and this is yeah. about team building and a future, and even even when you see weird stuff like a Groot-like body, and you, and uh, what is it? Someone Which, possessed that body, so you have a idea that there are two things. You they're just they give you more stuff you want to know about. That's right? that's Cipher, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. like Cipher's Which descendant. Which is kind of weird because Cipher was originally in that uh, when there were the in the. It's like the very first panel. Is well, Cypher, no, no, no. Right? It's not that. But he he's changed a lot too because he's, the last time we saw Cipher was in this when were, everybody was searching for Wolverine. It was the issue, the, the four issue series. We had so, Daredevil and Misty Knight, and mm. Cipher was there. And it was that guy. Dude. That guy in Powers of Ten is not Cipher. It's a it's a symbiote. Well, I guess it's Cipher. It's Cipher and Krakoa combined. Right, because he's creating so, course, Krakoa, because right? Because in Powers of uh, 10, number three, you get to find out who the horsemen of Apocalypse are. I love that. And that was it, so good. War is Wolverine, but it's James Howlett, who Jimmy Howlett came from a different dimension and then got stuck oh, in no, this no, one. Oh, no, it's the one from the... Uh, uh, the X-Men Blues. Yeah. That's okay. what I was trying to figure yeah. out. I, I, no, it's, it's the okay. 1610 universe. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. So, so that's War. Uh, that's Wolverine. Then you have Zorn, who's the normal Zorn. He's Death. Uh, who those are the two only p- pure blood mutants in the horsemen mm-hmm. then you have pestilence who is a uh, uh, a chimera which the concept of a uh, a mutant chimeras are, it's fantastic uh, <laughs> which is dane which is magneto's daughter and frost which is emma frost so he is a a magnetic uh telekinetic mutant which is insane so he's the magneto with the green with the green suit mm-hmm. uh, and then you have famine who is a uh, cipher and krakoa which is like I love Cypher, and even though his powers are not the most cinematic or, like, right. not the most... They're, they're the most useful. Like They are. It's like, yeah. It's insane. And then, right. and then if you turn the page, what I find so interesting is when they explain Rasputin and... Uh, uh, Cardinal. Yeah. So those are the other two Chimera that are part of it, which is Rasputin is... Uh, it's... Quentin Kurt, Choir. Rasputin, Kurt Wagner. Yeah, Ras- oh, no, no, I'm no, sorry. So it's, uh, it's, I missed it. It's, it's, it's Peter... There's so many. There's five people. So yeah, but but no, but, but the crazy thing about that is, and who was who was the last horseman? Yeah, oh, it's uh, Cipher and Krakoa. Oh, yeah. Okay. So okay, but but here, all right. So I have. Can I see the the graphic real quick? No. All right, bring your own comic book. <laughs> uh, well, I just I didn't download them, but I just the thing I've been trying to figure out is well, all right. So we're we're introduced to two new characters, which is Rasputin, which just looks like. Ileana, but like with red skin, and then uh, sorry, blue. Well, yeah. and, and no metal skin. Sorry, and and Peter. So it's it's Peter and Ileana. So so by what, what these chil- quote unquote children are, are in some ways the hybrids of the romances from the original Claremont. Run, yeah, because right? you have well, except well, for Quentin. And, and, I don't know how he got and there. and well and and uh, and family. Alliances, right? So it's Ileana and Peter. I was about to say here. So you said romance. I was like Peter no. and Ileana. No, 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 well, not that. But the, to be but, fair, but it a also, lot of people do ship Kitty and Ileana as a couple. Like uh, that's different. No, but yeah. I mean that's what he's saying. They, they said no, there was no, a lot Peter of Peter and Ileana are brother and sister. I don't want to no, hear no, about yeah, romance. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> not that. But but who else is is so because it's uh, Laura Kinney, 
uh, Kitty Pride. Uh, right. See, yeah, exactly. So it, it, they also have Kitty Pride as part of that that That's hybrid, fine. right? Who's Bane? So, B A I N. Uh, uh, he broke uh, Batman's back. No. No, he is Batman. Um, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh God, is that what it- he was? The dad on uh, Different Strokes, Conrad Bane. Okay. Oh, so, but okay, but I have I have a crazy ass theory. All right, go for it. There's the one graphic when they're explaining all of the generations of children, how you know, and all the different creepy ass. No, this um, is in Powers of X three. Yeah. No, okay. it's in it's in one or two where where they're explaining the later generations that, that were that were straight. part of the. Um, Damn it, Mora. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Mr. Sinister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. So, but but here's the thing: when you see the graphic of it, where it's showing the different DNA splices, I feel like the graphic like that. If you look really carefully at the X logo, it looks like two of those crossing, but there's a line in the middle where they meet, almost like it's split. And so I feel like the X logo, and this may just me <laughs> reading too much into it, uh, has a lot more meaning than just being an X logo. Because if you look at here, I'll try and bring it up. Um, if you look at it, it, the X looks like two of those kind of DNA strips crossing. Mm. Yeah, see? But then you have that line almost like they're split. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway. Like a DNA helix that... Right, okay. right. Or like right. two different timelines or, yeah. you know, like... Now, one of the things that we did, we, we see the storyline tied in with these two characters, and then when we get to the end, Wolverine kills more resetting it. Why do we spend so much time in this specific one is, is the other reason. Well, I think, I think it's because the mission was to get whatever data yeah. they inserted into Moira. It was like a heist. It She's, was like a time heist. Yeah, it yeah. Took for, it took it's a, a whole lifetime. It's a data heist because yeah. what happens is she becomes the way to parse that data. They comment about how there's too much data. How are we going to find what we everyone's need? everyone's credit scores. <laughs> <laughs> they just they dump it into Mora and reset her. That information. That, and th- that was the entire the key: was give her the information and then kill her, so that she and and all right. And I got the other impression that when Mora is reincarnated, time doesn't go forward. She gets reincarnated back to when she was first born. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She gets back. Okay. All right. That's and what I think. That's the ability. No, everything of, like, resets. Like again, like in the butterfly. Got, okay. Effect, all right. Everything that resets. Yeah. Okay. All the retcons that we've seen throughout the X Men, like they're all has been more by this. Yeah, right, now, exactly. The, the Which thing, is so brilliant. Yeah. The one thing that gets me a little about Powers of Ten is that last, the last time era, the, the thousand years yeah. in the future, I don't know what the fuck is going on there. <laughs> right. And I don't know if I'm all alone on that. Hopefully oh, you no, you, you're not. I'm very confused. I think we won't understand until the last issue, and then we'll go back and reread it. I mean, the only impression I've gotten is that that thousand-year future timeline is the, it is the natural end of this which is the mutants have won right there's no more humans um and and every everything seems to be data based yeah. right so they bring in that weird uh phalanx uh, it, it's all about information yeah. right and if you think about what dna is dna is just information well, yeah i think one of my favorite scenes that issue that i did see was the fact when the two nimrods are are attacking Apocalypse, and Apocalypse is just wailing on Yeah, them. It's like, God. I, it, it, so if issue two got me on board, the other thing that got me on board is the fact that the thing I was most terrified of was I stopped reading X-Men in the late 80s. I see Nimrod, and I'm like, I know who this is. Like, <laughs> I know Nimrod. I, when, I, I was reading X-Men when Nimrod was when first When did you introduced. officially stop it? Like, what around point did you stop it reading It was X-Men? right after, like, I, I, I read it after Fall of the Mutants. Okay. I read up until the second brood storyline, okay, okay, okay. and that's about where I stopped. So the Mark, so. Mark Silvestri stuff. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, which to me, he's my X-Men artist. Gotcha. So. I don't know how much Nim- Nimrod I've read, but I love the way he's written here. Oh, God, he's, when he went so, like this, just, I just about yeah, died. He's just, he's juvenile, but he's also so over, like, he's way over everything. He doesn't give a fuck mm. about anything anymore. Yep. He's got his objective. Everything else is kind of in the way. He's like, I'm above all this. Like, I'm better than everything that's going on here. Yeah. But then I still have to deal with shit like Apocalypse and stuff, which mm. that was amazing. Like, th- that whole heist that, like, once, once you put that timeline all together mm. and you go back and reread just that timeline, it's just a cool story. Yeah. Like, really cool well, Okay. So, I have not read Powers 3. 
uh, is this High Shell talking about in Powers 3? Is that Powers yeah. 3? Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. House hasn't come out. So, oh, yeah. So they we don't know what order. happens after yeah, exactly. after the reboot. Because okay. I went to the shop this week, and I was like, wait, this is in House of X 3. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, no, no, if you look at the calendar, yeah, yeah. switched yeah. it up. Yeah, in, the, in the, the reading order at the end yeah. of each issue, it's like you read House of X 1, House of X 2, Powers of X, right? Powers X well, okay, two, so Powers X three. Quick, it, it says Powers is supposed to be a six issue limit. Is a uh, house supposed to be? Yeah, a yeah they, they both are. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So you read them out, out of order, but they're releasing them in the order you're supposed to read them in. So, so then, then we'll get House of X three, then House of X four, Powers of X four. Yeah. So I mean, I like that the reading orders in the back. They're releasing them in that order, which is great. Um, they're still releasing so many variants with all of them. But okay, so but here, but here's I... the here's the only pro- here's the only problem with the way the reading order is structured is a year from now, let's ignore trade paperbacks. A year from now, you go back and you buy all these issues, like, well, I guess I just need to read each title in order. Yeah, who's buying back issues to reread? They'll right, do, yeah, I mean, true. No, I that's mean, a fair point. I, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if out of this run, that second issue with yeah. Mora's uh, origin becomes a hard-to-find issue and yeah. will be expensive. <sighs> I just what? got it figured out. Oh, I'm sorry. No. So all of these two limited edition series are to lead into the new titles, right? Yeah. Yeah. The new titles will be Life 6. Oh, yeah. Because we got, we got the new X-Force coming out, which is going to have Wolverine, Colossus, Beast, and somebody else. It's, 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 it's got to be Life 6. I mean, why else is it, it missing? That makes sense. It makes sense. Mm. So he's just avoiding spoilers. He's just avoiding spoilers on there. Like, I won't tell you what happens, but you're going to pick them all up. <laughs> all of them. All the books. All the books. Um, I just haven't been excited about X-Men in, like, ages. It's so nice. Uh, yeah, no, I know. I, like, get in, and then it's like, who are these characters? And then they start giving you a little bit of history, and you're like, okay, so this is well, this was grouped at some point. I'm gonna no, see, was it? The, I, I thought it was Krakoa. just Cypher, yeah. And then, it, uh, it looks like group, but it's Cypher. I mean, is there right, any group yeah. in it? It just makes them... He, he took over that body. That body is dead, and... So it, I don't know if they've given it a new name or not. Did they? Um, oh, yeah. It's just Krakoa, it's I thought. Just Krakoa? Yeah. That, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Just, no, it's, just, it's just Krakoa. No, just Krakoa. That's how they, they mentioned with the portals. They mentioned with, like, where yeah, they... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the portals are really cool. cool. Yeah. Because suddenly you've got, like, a Nightcrawler-esque character who's having to create something uh, out of vines. Sorry. We did that. No, they still call him Krakoa Cypher. Uh, so, unless, I mean, Apocalypse may just call him Famine. Yeah, this may be what we need to follow the X Men for the next ten years. Is it is going to be these books? Yeah, I mean that's kind of what they seem to be setting up, you know. And 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 if so, this, like you said, Daniel, is a brilliant way of explaining everything that's come before. And so, so, so you can keep like, not denying it. But he's like, we have got to reset this back to a point where we don't have all that baggage, and that seems to be what they're doing. So, what, what do you keep and what do you get rid of? One thing. In X Men continuity, you would get rid of X Men and Human War. Okay, I like that. What What do you keep? Fuck what the Inhuman Mist is killing me. Sunfire. No, just <laughs> you hate on everything I like, don't you? <laughs> I would erase. Oh shit! I don't know. I always thought it was a mistake to tell Wolverine's origin, and yeah. I should have never done that. Yeah, I'm I, okay with that. I, I'm actually yeah, okay I would that. hate to undo and say, okay, all of Paul G. could work. Just get rid of that. Um, I just never thought they should have told that. I always liked it better as a mystery. Yeah. Um, what would I get rid of? I would get rid of Cable. Mm-mm. Really? Mm-mm. I think Cable is the most confusing, yeah. hard oh, to explain. It's easy. it's easy. Character next to maybe Rachel. Give, give me a full episode. You know, I'll give you Cable. You know what? I... I I would get rid of Nate Gray. I would get rid of all of Scott's and no Madeline Vulcan. And get rid of Vulcan. Get rid of the third brother. Vulcan, I'd get rid of. Vulcan's kind of. I don't really think is that critical. I would only have two Summers brothers. I'm gonna hold off on Vulcan because I want to see what he does with Vulcan in these books. Yeah, who's doing that? That's what I'm saying. Hickman. That's the Excalibur one, right? Yeah. With all the yeah. some others. No. That was the X Men X Men line. I mean, that's where he's we're, in the cover of. You know, if we get rid of Cable, how about we just get rid of Deadpool? I'm okay with that too. What? <laughs> no, I mean, there's just continuity crap. From here on going in, we will not have Clay on the show anymore because his <laughs> views don't. Are... 
match with ours. I would just have five mutants, and it would be Iceman, Marvel Girl. No, <laughs> no I would I would get rid of because um, there's continuity stuff. Oh, I just blanked in his name. Let's get rid of Nightcrawler. Stupid, stupid card guy. Who are you? Gambit, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to, to the non-Kyle show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can't get rid of Nightcrawler. I know, but I want to How see dare you? I know. I'm sorry. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. Before you give your condemnation of that comment, when you say Jubilee, I'm Gambit, kicking you in the face. Jubilee. <laughs> Long shot. No, I'm sorry. What? Long shot. Shatterstar. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm with him. I'm no, with him on all this. No. Yeah, I am too. No, do not get rid of Longshot. I love the dynamic how Longshot is Shatterstar's father and Shatterstar is Longshot's father. The fact that he's gone. No. Yeah, if he's not, he was awesomely done in X Force. Look, 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 look. I draw the line at any character who's his own grandfather. At that point, out. All right, out. So. I, I love Jubilee. Yeah, we I know. love Gambit. Yeah, I we love know. anyone, any X Men with a trench coat. You know what this is? No, you know what this is a reprise of? It's a freaking uh, uh, Zero Hour again. It's me and Daniel versus everybody else. <laughs> my, my favorite, my favorite uh, Gambit store stuff has been with a. Uh, there was an X Factor, I think, by Peter David. That was maybe 2012, 2013. I know it, what you're talking it about. It was uh, Gambit, uh, Lorna, Cipher, Warlock. It was the craziest team, and they worked for like a private company. Yeah, but they so they were like they were they were. No, my fire. favorite X Factor is still when Havoc took over as leader. When they started doing the Jim Lee run of X Men, and you had Havoc, Polaris, yeah. Strong Guy, Jamie Maddox, and Ron. But, but I still don't, I still don't have a good uh, uh, Gambit story out of any of this. There's no None. good Gambit story. He was he was awesome part of X Men oh. Blue. When oh. Jim Lee started revising the whole, it had X-Men Gold and X-Men Blue. He was also part of the X-Men Blue team, I thought. How long did that book last? <laughs> Numerous years. It ran until about... Uh, X-Men Blue is only like... No, 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 no. X-Men Blue. When they were the blue team. When Jim Lee launched... Oh, 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 okay, I got gotcha. you, yeah. When Jim Lee relaunched X-Men, when they had 14 X-Men, he had to split into two teams. They had Storm yeah. Lee and X-Men right. Gold, Cyclops Lee, which basically Cyclops team became the X-Men animated series. Yes. That was when Gambit was, in my opinion, a quintessential part of the X-Men team. Yeah. I just never thought of him as a team player. I like to continue. Bishop. Um, <laughs> I'm okay with Bishop. No, we keep Bishop. No. Bishop's Any up. character dealing with time travel? Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of agree with yeah, you with that. Bishop, Cable, Rachel Summers. No, Nate. no. I'm going to kind of no. go on record and say that this Hickman is the only time travel uh uh, X-Men story worthy of Rachel time travel. Rachel stays because she was a, a, a good part did, of X-Men history. I, I did like Rachel. I, I, I've always been and a fan no, of Rachel. And plus, she, it was because of her Nightcrawler and Shattuck we got Excalibur. Yeah. yeah, that's the essential. She's part of the essential Excalibur. Yeah. So. yeah. Hope. I'll, I'll give up Strong Guy. Hope. I'm okay. Yeah, I was never big on Strong Guy. I, 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 Oh, okay. Why is, there, stuff, huh? why is there an X-Men named Strong Guy? What am I missing? Because we can't call him Weedo anymore. You could I yeah, did. Yeah, I did. Uh, he was uh, Lila Cheney's bodyguard. Or I, none of those words made sense except Holy bodyguard. Shit, really? <laughs> Lila Cheney, who can uh, an intergalactic space singer who can teleport, teleport and was Sam Guthrie's girlfriend for a while. Yeah. Oh. 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 Okay. Boom. All right. Sam Guthrie made the count. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sam Guthrie's in. I'm a big fan of Sam. Let's just get rid of the new mutants. No. Whoa. No. Yes. No. Yes. New mutants no. go bye bye. No. Well, well, but they've already introduced it with Franklin. I mean, I know that's power pack, but recuse. I would start with Jubilee Gambit. I'm with Adrian on Rogue. this. Yeah, Beto. Not Rogue. No Rogue. Beto. No. No. I, Dude, I, I no. Like I love Rogue, Rogue. especially when she Come appeared on, in, in that episode. Um, <laughs> she got to go. Um, no. Bishop. Now okay Bishop Cable. can stay. Cable can go. No Cable stays. Okay, uh, wait. Domino stays. Domino goes. <laughs> so, wait a minute. Okay, now this is the other thing. So, now that we know that Moira has gone through all these different timelines, we have the major events that she's gone through. Why? So, I would assume that those stay, like Days of Future Past right. and things like that. And so, That's she life never. Four. So, she never. F- fixes something see that's that's the that's the thing that's really fucked up about it right is if you think of her fourth life as all the x-men we've known to date right i mean she gets reset into life five and she's seen dark phoenix every single time yeah and never fixed it right and that's the biggest story can you fix that though last time like last time that people prepared for uh phoenix 
they split it up into five and it came out even worse and it led to like Avengers versus X-Men. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You that's can't right. prepare for Phoenix. You just mm-hmm. can't. You just kind of brace for impact, hope for the best, and then you see who comes back to life after the Phoenix leaves. You you clinch until she's gone. That's right. Yeah. Last time the Phoenix came, Wakanda was destroyed. All of it. Everyone. Black Panther became king of the dead. Yeah. You should. That's you should. It's really good. You should. It's really good. You never know. We might be getting it. <laughs> and then Hickman goes in like, oh, I'm going to put Black Panther and Neymar on the same team. After all that shit just happened in the new mm. Avengers when he relaunched that. Right. Uh, Hickman's great. I like this. People should buy more comics from him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will say that going back to House of, X, House of X1, I love the way he wrote uh, Magneto. Yeah. yeah. You know, Magneto's like, yeah, I don't know why Charles picked me as the ambassador. I really don't care. Uh, this is pretty much a dog and pony show. We're going to do whatever the hell we want. You know, and it, the world he's creating is that they're not bad guys and good guys anymore. It, they're just all coming together to become a family, they're, right? Yeah. Well, no, they're their but, own race. I mean, yeah. they're like a country. But mm-hmm. With that being now said, yeah. yeah. But with that being said, it leads to Magneto still being some of his villainous thought processes. Oh, and yeah. We're giving safe haven to people like Sabretooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you got to question yeah. some of that. Well, and, 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 and Cyclops had to make that call, right? Yeah. He's right. like, which is more important here, you know? Yeah. And uh, th- that's why I thought the whole, like, it was kind of weird that the Fantastic Four were in that 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 book, but then you needed the, it. The, the, you kind of needed it because I, I, Scott yeah, was I like, I non superhero team who actually had a close relationship with the X-Men over the years yeah. to kind of figure out well, what's going on but here. The, the thing about it is, is like, I thought it was a really good Scott moment, like mm-hmm. a Scott character moment, because yeah. he's like, you know what? We're not going to fight over this. We're going to get him back anyway. Yeah. yeah I mean, because exactly. I mean, in that moment, you can see that he has the same thought process and philosophy that Magneto has. Yep. Like Magneto is just more out there and brash about see, it. But we need Scott, a, I don't like a Scott I, Summers repair job on his character because the movies have ruined it, him. Yeah, and then well, he not kills even that. Xavier. He I hasn't mean, been, been good. Bad storytelling. No, he hasn't been good since the. And this is going to be. It was the late nineties when he did that merge with Apocalypse. When he can make more dark and brooding and was just more of a dick and ends up he starts his relationship with Emma. Screw that. Everything prior to that was the Cyclops I liked. I liked the more like he's yeah. the Boy Scout, he's right. a kinder guy. I don't like him with this kind of attitude where he, like he, he's almost. I mean, but don't get me wrong. He's still. I don't like. I, I don't like Dick I think, Scott. I think, I like I think in, the, Scott. in those three pages when he shows up, he is still Scott the Boy no, Scout. Yeah, and, exactly. And, but, yeah. but what I'm saying is, is that in the words he said towards the end of that, the philosophy is still the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can take the words he said, and you can replace them with what Magneto said to right. the ambassadors, yeah. and it's not much different. At all, and I think that was just great. That 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 moment right there lets you know that all these mutants are on the same page. Right. I mean, forget their past, forget everything that's going on. They're all on the same page now. What are you as humans going to do about that? Yeah. And you really don't have a choice. Like, we, like the only thing like you can get on board and get all these great toys to play with, or you cannot, and we're still going to do it. Yeah. The, the drug thing is. The drug thing in this story is huge because they realize that uh, Krakoa can grow different drugs for Mm -hmm. mutants, for humans, for different things. And and they even list them in if you want to decode all the things and read that, which is really cool. They've realized, and and it's really sad because if you think about it, the the run of X-Men has been a lot about just suffering. A lot of them losing their powers, Mm -hmm. dead, only 158 left. I mean, that's been like the past 20 years. Now we go to a book where it's like, we have our own country. Yeah, and that and that's just the beginning. And it's a, hope, and, and, and it's not well, like it's not, it's a not, landlocked country where it's where, where you know which Genosha. Well, not not Genosha when they had the island. Right, was, right, right. right. So, but I mean, they Utopia. Yeah, yeah. Utopia. But now they're they're out there by themselves. They, they're isolated for the most part. Although they got all these portals all over the world and in space, you know. But um, I just think it's great. Like it's. Almost genius level what he what he's done. I, I would love to have been a fly on the wall when he went to the um, what do they call it the, the camp pitch meetings the yeah because pit, the, 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 yeah the Marvel summit and from what I hear they pretty much blocked off a whole day for him to give this pitch. 
So, dude. Yeah, yeah. They pretty much blo- like they knew that he was coming out with something big, and they pretty oh, much on. gave him the I whole day. I want the dream job where I get to go sit in a room where I hear his story for a whole day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At that and Marvel was, Summit, you had Donny Cates pitching Absolute Carnage and whatever else he's going to do. You had Jason Aaron pitching War of the Realms, and you had Jonathan Hickman pitching the new X Men. What the fuck? Yeah. And this was we like know, a. Th- Does this mean Clay's gonna start buying Marvel again? And I think this this summit yeah. wasn't. <laughs> I think this Clay's been buying Marvel. <laughs> I think this particular summit started was in was held in 2017. Yeah, I was gonna say. So, uh, but yeah, um, there's. I mean, inter- even Grant Morrison, I think, only plotted out like three to five years on X Men, right. and he's. Isn't it a ten year plan? I think so. Um, there's an interview that Marvel put out with Hickman before all this started. Um, and he's talking about how nervous he was going into that meeting, um, the day before. And then, you know, knowing that, you know, they pretty much blocked off a, a, if it wasn't the whole day, it was a large chunk of the day Hmm. for him to come in and do this pitch. But I, to me, I, I, I'm imagining Jonathan Hickman. He's looking at all the history of X Men. He's like, God, there's just so much continuity. Right. I wish yeah. someone just had the superpower to retcon all this shit. So, uh, have, <laughs> more. <laughs> and then he goes, Who could I give this power to? Well, and and Who's been I mean, but to give it to to give it to somebody that in, throughout the history has never had mutant powers, uh, like when I started reading that, because like I said, after reading the first two, I was like, eh. and y'all, you know, try talking about the ledge, and then. When I started reading House of X two, I'm flipping through and I'm like, "Wait a minute, Mora doesn't is this the same Mora?" And then I was like, "She's never been a mutant." And then you're, I'm just in there, and then you get towards the end, or actually, those couple of pages um, when Destiny and Mystique are going to kill her. That was some of the greatest dialogue I've read in the comics in a while because it, it I mean, you knew that she wasn't going to die, die. But at the same time, Bye. that that conversation, yeah, she died, died. yeah. I mean, that conversation they have, and then Destiny is just so a matter of fact about everything. She's like, "We'll just keep killing you." Well, you the know, true, the the true horror of that is not that she can come back from death; it's that she will remember everything. Yeah. you know. And, so. and that, I thought that was the cool thing about that conversation was that Destiny was like, "Oh, I see all your, you know." Um, so either. You can change and, and, and stop this dumb shit that you just did in this timeline. Or we'll just find you in every timeline just yeah. kill you. And you only have like 10. So, you know. Now, to be fair, we talked you back on the ledge because X-Men fans live on the ledge. <laughs> <laughs> we never know fair when enough. we're going to fall off that building. Right. And if Banshee's going to be able to catch us. It's- and he's so, the worst at catching because he needs to keep his arms up. Right. Uh, it seems to me Banshee's just the worst at everything. But um, also, I would give up Sabretooth. Wow. Man. Wow. That's wow. stunned. Whoa. Yeah. No. But not Toad because Toad's awesome. Toad is the shit. Yeah. Sabretooth, I don't know. I don't care for him. So, okay. I give so, up Arclight. <laughs> so... Here's here's the I thing. Give up Vertigo, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Marauders. Yeah, Marauders. Here's the thing. I'm really, Harpoon. I'm really in, intrigued by with this whole Hickman storyline. Right? Mm-hmm. Is like you were saying, Clay. The interesting thing is how, for the first time, the point is not heroes and villains, good guys or bad guys. They have decided they are simply going to create their own society, but. And maybe I'm I'm wrong about this, but not only is Mora the 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 linchpin of all this, mm-hmm. but am I misinterpreting that the drugs that they're offering to humanity those were developed by Mora, right? I mean, she's the biologist. She would have to be, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it was Mora and Krakoa, like right. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that like she learned how to, to do this with what it produces. So, uh, but despite all of that, sorry guys, I got a book. That's right. All right. So, despite we can't guarantee any information after this point yeah. will be accurate <laughs> yeah, yeah. at all. Open up the internet. Um, but despite despite all of that, what we get in the Powers of Ten storyline is that they're still hunted. Yeah. They still that that this gamble doesn't work. Yeah, that's what, uh, okay. So I've been wanting to bring that up. Okay, because. We still have that Sentinel factory out in outer yeah. space. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I thought that was that was one of the and that's why I'm not sure I'm totally on board with the Powers book because you get that sense that okay, so we get House of X two and this is Moore's uh, this is more Moore's plan than it is Xavier's idea, right? Yeah, um, exactly. But she this is, she tried his plan; it didn't work. Yeah, yeah. And so, but between the three of them, Magneto, Xavier, and Moria, um, and now that they were able, well, Charles was able to project her mind and her past into Magneto, that they came up with. Okay, this is the best plan out of all the timelines and you know okay this didn't work this didn't work but you get the sense and powers that like you said it still doesn't work Mm -hmm. um and that humans still somehow win in the end or that they're still hunted uh, or at the very worst they they've um they've combined terminator and the machines have taken over to do the exterminating because they have nimrod yeah, yeah. Um, and he's just killing humans like he don't care. Like you had the nerve to question me. Like in Powers Two, he you when know, those two come, yeah. come and and have to deal with him. Yes. and then just or just nip. So you you get a you get a sense in that point that the humans are the puppets in this society, right? That they're just you know they're more being of controlled. the yeah they're being controlled by the the robots. Um. Which makes me wonder why are the why are the mutants such a threat? If that's the case, I, I don't know. Like I keep going through the timeline thing to myself and go, "How do you write a story where you're going to retcon something this big, mm-hmm. but still have major battles that have gone through time that you have to kind of address and go, well, why didn't you help here? Why mm-hmm. didn't you help here? Yeah, yeah like we lost like the Phoenix to, Force. So yeah, yeah. we and then so I'm going through all the major. I mean, we had Mutant Massacre. We mm-hmm. had uh, Days of Future Past. We, I mean, we have things like at this point she would have known. Well, why don't we just nip the Trask family? At some point, you know, and that didn't stop it. <laughs> Humanity <laughs> perseveres; it wants to eradicate. We did what, is, what does Rody say? Why don't we just find little baby uh, Trask? And, <laughs> you know? Rody. Now I know we talk a lot yeah. about we're, we've been focused a lot on the story, but I just want to credit oh, the art, the art, the art team on this. And then, so we have R. B. Silva; he's the artist on uh, Powers. Uh, Pepe Larras is the artist on House of X. Marte Garcia. Oh, Gra- Marte Gracia is the colorist on both books, mm. and Tom Miller is credited as design. And if that means he's doing all these graphics and all the like all that the would make stuff, yeah, like it's amazing. Like, it is I've, amazing. There should I've, be an, an Eisner for that. There really should be. They are beautifully designed it and co- cohesive. These two books are so ambitious; it's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know. Like I don't know how they're coming out weekly. Oh, they were probably done a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, this is. It, it, Am, There's no way anyone's still drawing this book. Am I? Am I the only one? I, I love the artist on House of X. Not a big fan of Silva on Powers. Oh, okay. I, 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 I just. Both. I don't. I, I mean, it's not terrible, but it just. It it just doesn't hit me the right so, way. What I like about Silva is that he's able to change it a little bit in between, uh, like the different times. Like in oh the, yeah, in, okay. In yeah, year that's zero, a good point. it does not look like year. 1, yeah, okay, that's like a fair point. Like year thousand, there's the, like the, when the, there's like a black cloud that shows the, up. Yeah. the phalanx. Like F- yeah, it's 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 crazy. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah, and then true. also, like the way people are like whenever they had the panel from Powers in House of X. Oh, uh-huh. or sorry, the other way around. I guess the panel from yeah, the panel from House of X two in Powers. Yeah, like, it's a. Uh, you know, it, it's really good. I, I really, I, I appreciate the art a lot. I think it really, if this was bad art, no matter how good the story was, like we would not be so engaged. I mm-hmm. think. I was trying to hold off on getting Powers three. I, I didn't go to the comic book shop this week. I think I'm gonna have to go swing yeah, by. Yeah. Home and Powers <laughs> it's now. it's worth it. And, um, and, and on a side note, Kelly Thompson is killing it on Captain Marvel and that storyline she's creating right now. Oh yeah, yeah! I saw the new uh, redesign for the costume. I uh, I did. I read issues seven and eight. Yeah, the War for, of the Realms tie-ins. For, for, yeah, the World World War. Those were two of my favorite tie-ins. Um, not as much as I love Giant Man, but they're up there. Um, but 
that well, let's just, we'll just talk about that next week because I'm gonna have to read them because uh, she loses her Captain Marvel moniker and kind of goes bad. I think the next month is gonna be a pretty big issue, so yeah. I can't wait to get that. But um, go get that first appearance. Yeah, go yes. get that first appearance. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It also, quick shout out to Absolute Carnage, Donny Cates. Uh, Stegman, like they, that Stegman art is so amazing. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a I'm a Clayton uh, Clayton Crane fan. Yeah, um, and how he draws Carnage and uh, is just beautiful. But that Stegman art in Absolute Carnage number one is amazing. Yeah, the way he draws Carnage, the way he draws Spider Man is so not, like the yes. big eyes. Like it's yeah. so different from the way uh, uh, Ryan Oddly's doing him on Amazing Spider Man. Right. Uh, and the way this, that he's been on Friendly Neighborhood, which Ken Lashley kind of took over in Friendly Neighborhood, right? Which was cool because he was here a few a few weeks ago. Right. Oh, your new friend? Yeah, yeah best friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, he gave me travel tips. He's like, dude, always pay for business class. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I did. W- I did want to add as well. Um, you know, of the monthly books that I'm reading, there was one that I'd forgotten I'd subscribed to because the first issue came out in February. And the second issue came out last week or two weeks ago, and that is uh, D and D: A Darkened Wish. It's a limited Dungeons and Dragons series. The first issue was great, but then it just—I I don't know what happened. I don't know if there was production delays or what. But who's it just, publishing? I want to say I, IDW. Yeah. Um, it oh. just—it just fell off of like the radar, and then suddenly issue two just like pops up, and I'm like, oh, I did subscribe to this. I guess I should read it. So hmm. IDW um, usually usually. A- pretty solid yeah and 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 i did just a tiny bit of searching around to figure out like what it was and everything's mum i haven't seen any like headlines like delay on darkened wish or something it just it it just kind of fell by the wayside i i did notice since our last show we did have two marvel books show up from idw which was weird they're doing that is right they're doing kids book versions of captain marvel and something else but they're all being published by idw Strictly for kids, mm. yeah, and 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 also just to add, I know often on the show I make comments about how much I wish monthly comics were like they were in the eighties, where you just picked up an issue. The current Green Lantern run is totally that. It feels like reading a comic in the eighties, where particularly after that first storyline, as I, as I've now caught up, every issue just seems to be like a fantastic standalone story. You know, he's not. I mean, the current one is part one of a two-parter but for the most part everything leading up to that the green arrow um buddy issue um which props to the artist totally it looks like he's was it neil adams at that ne- did that one? it's not neil adams but he's he definitely riffing cover? on neil adams he may have done the cover but oh, i mean the, i meant sorry i meant the original yeah okay yeah. Originally, and so the, the, the artist, it's the same artist that's been on the series, but he's... Liam Sharp. Yeah, yeah but he's looking at Neil Adams as he draws yeah. that, that issue. Um, and they, they, they made a big announcement, too, for Green Lantern. So this oh, is going to be... It's gonna, I think it's going to spin up into a new book. I won't uh, say the name because it's a spoiler. Oh, okay. So if you don't want to know, don't look it up. All right. Uh, but I think it comes out in November. Is it also by Morris? I, I think so. Okay. Uh, um, and if you didn't read Batman 77 this week, read it before it gets spoiled. If you're reading Batman... Oh. Or just See, avoid Batman. Though. Yeah, so then avoid Batman news. Then avoid Batman news. Because it's a really big spoiler. Avoid it, Adrian. So, just... Uh, why are they... Wait, uh, why Batman, are they... Okay, it's a bi-weekly book, right? Or, yeah, or, bi-weekly. Why is it taking so long before the trades come out? Because like, Because the trade came... Uh, I think number nine came out in, like, yeah, March. Yeah. I think number ten doesn't come out until... I next think because month. they're going to go to annual next year, they're just kind of maybe slowing it down. Uh, I, the Batman's the book that I pick up digitally every Wednesday in the morning so I can read it whenever I have a break because I know I know there's going to be spoilers. Uh, so. I, yeah, Taff, uh, Taffero Darling, uh, after she read it, she went to the socials. She's like, whoa. I mean, it was so... Yeah. It, um, it makes me kind of sad that Tom King's not going to be writing Batman anymore. Yeah. I think this whole Batman run has been fantastic. I agree. Um, as a matter of fact, I've been wanting to catch up on uh, Morrison's run and Scott Snyder's run on Batman, but I've hold I, I decided to hold off until I read Tom King's whole run first. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think um, it's fair. And uh, yeah, yeah, I 
I might as well go pick that motherfucker up now. Play anything you're reading? Well, actually, <laughs> a tweet. Oh, uh, because this is eight minutes ago. Agent uh, oh. M uh, tweeted a video that Disney, uh, their Legends Award that you've seen them start to do this year, they are honoring Jack Kirby. Oh, Whoa! Uh, yeah, there is a video he posted eight minutes ago. Legends uh, Award Jack Kirby honored at D23. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. I'll retweet it if you guys want to check it out. But dang, yeah. that's pretty big, that especially big. after Stanley's passing. Yep. But then again, Stanley's daughter came out and said a lot of junk. I saw that. Yeah, but then she it, it she's she's not the best person yeah. in the well, world. Is is, is is she the one that the, that the whole elder abuse has been yes. credited to? Well, yes. part of it is part okay. of it. Yeah, the business side was that guy who's in jail because ah, apparently he okay. was forging a lot of stuff. That's but then she was also. There, She's the can, one that had him on stage, and he couldn't even remember his own freaking name. Oh, God, yeah. She, yeah, she's uh, spent a lot of money. Like, there, there are stories. You can look up stories on her talking about, like, how much she would spend a month mm-hmm. just of, yeah. And so Stan was being like, I mean, it, it's horrible. You don't want to deal. But but it's really surprising that she would come out and sell that junk, and then they would come out instead of the passing of, I mean, granted, they did a lot of tributes to oh, to, ev- Every issue of House and Powers of X has that beautiful page with Stan's soapbox on it. I mean, it's it's not like they're not commemorating him. Yeah, so. yeah. It's just interesting that they're they're acknowledging Jack well, Kirby first. Well, the funny thing yeah. about it is, is that uh, well, didn't they already acknowledge him a couple of D twenty threes ago? Stan or I Jack? think they, Stan. They gave him a Legends Award. Did they? yeah. Okay. Well, then maybe maybe that's why they don't have it in yeah. here. They get, they made him a legend when he was still alive. I believe. And I know, Clay, you had one more thing that somebody you want to show on YouTube. Let's just do a whole... We'll, we'll, we'll do a whole right. episode. I'll, I'll, that way y'all I'll can watch, watch some, okay, because sure. I only watched a third of them. Um, do you want to include this in the show? Yeah, we can. Just okay. to, uh, we'll, 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 we'll say what it is so people, if they want to watch it before. Okay. Uh, so this past week I found a, a show I, I watched uh, in the mid-'90s called Anti-Gravity Room. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. I will tweet out the playlist because uh, I think it was uh, Comics Beat had a story on it, and they had there's 131 clips of the show, but the show is called Anti Gravity Room, and that's what we got in '95 to see about comics. This is pre-internet podcasting. This is pretty much the only kind of news you could get. But as I've been researching it, I also found the show that came on in the early 90s was called Prisoners of Gravity, which was slightly comic book related, but it was a Canadian television show uh, that talked about science fiction, fantasy. They did everything, and they did deep cuts. So you can go in there, and if you, if you want to find some of the old shows, it's called Prisoner of Gra- Prisoners of Gravity, and it was hosted by Rick Green. And you would know that name because he did the Red Green Show, if you've seen that on PBS. so Such a weird combination. Yeah, and he's so serious, but he calls himself like Captain Rick on the show. Yeah, it's, it's weird, but I saw some great interviews, Harlan Ellison. So uh, let me tell you about the old comics. <laughs> <laughs> I love those old comics, even though um, they have a lot of words. But... Um, <laughs> So, so I looked up the show and found found the guys who hosted it. it. Started watching some old shows. We will bring you clips so you don't have to go through all 130 episodes. We'll see. Uh, but Anti Gravity Room, if you want to search it, I've tweeted out uh, the playlist. But there are 131 clips, five years of shows, great interviews. I've pulled some so that we can highlight some of the best stuff. But uh, there's an interview with Stan Lee three years before Blade, talking about Marvel movies, five years before the X-Men, 13 years before Iron Man, getting excited about Avengers movies. Superheroes in comment and movies? That'll never work. <laughs> um, Heidi McDonald on women's, Women in Comics. Uh, she's great. She's actually... Yeah. yeah, she's doing a Friends of Lulu uh, event. Uh, Rob Liefeld on storytelling and creating. Oh. I know you're all excited. I like that he reached out to the experts. <laughs> Then there are a bunch of Spanish episodes for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> what do you mean for the... Uh, gravity room. Yes. Okay. It's My playlist, actually, the, the one that I found, though, will have all... Because there's some that are hard to find if you just go on YouTube and... and they're trying them. to expand their demographic, Clay. People in Mexico also like comics. I've seen them. They have a whole... A whole different... When Stacy did not... Uh, Spider-Man did not kill when Stacy in Mexico. 
Um, we have Evan Dorkin interview, Janine Garofalo co-hosting. Uh, there's a lot of cool shit. Karen Berger talking about Vertigo. Uh, Toy Fair pre-Marvel movies with Avi Ared. Just talking about toys at the Toy Fair. Not talking about movies yet. Uh, a Spawn commercial. Nice. All yeah. the chains. Uh, a mm. Peter Bag interview talking about hate. Love it. Uh, Garth Ennis during his preacher run. Um, and Terry Zwigoff and Daniel Klaus interviews. Uh, it's so good. I mean, like, their indie stuff is better than anything else. I mean, we don't even touch on the amount of indie stuff they did in the show. So good. So we'll, we'll watch a few and then maybe put together some of our favorites. Whatever our favorites individually are. Yeah. Talk about those. Uh, one final thing, though. If you get to the Acclaim Comics uh, section of uh, the show, you're going to see the greatest mullets <laughs> in the history of mullets. And uh, I really recommend just watching just for that piece. <laughs> so are you saying that... Uh, Mullets are part of comic history. Longshot is in the episode? Or? It's not Longshot, okay. but the creators do look like Longshot. Right. Now, <laughs> if you guys remember, oh my God. we had a new thing. That, oh. Hold on. Sh- share it with the class. Yeah, a- Adrian and Josh are having their own show. Over there. I don't know. They're looking at pornography I'm, I'm or something. I'm, I, go- I'm going through uh, through your uh, Twitter feed and their uh, your retweet of the Star Wars timeline with Charlie. <laughs> exactly. Charlie Day. Charlie Day trying to explain Star Wars to people. That that checks out. Now, if you remember, we were going to do this one thing where we do, and I forgot to remind everyone, so this is going to be fun. Oh, this is going to be horrible. At the end of the show, we just do a blind recommendation of something. So I'll go first, since I forgot to let you guys know. Oh, shit, Give you guys shit, shit. a little bit of time. Just anything. Uh, TV show, I've, comic, I've, I've got one uh, whatever. Too, even so. a book with no pictures. Uh, but don't recommend books. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll start. Um, well, so I have two quick ones. One of them is mall number one. Oh yes. Uh, we received an advanced copy, and I should have I should have had it up so we I could tell you the credits. Uh, you professionals that I work here, but oh shit, it's not there. Well, damn. Uh, so I'll go to my other recommendation, then we'll go around and I'll tell you about Mall. How about that? So yes. we have. Uh, luckily, I'm editing all this stuff, so I'll make myself sound real smart. Uh, so my recommendation is uh, Heathen, Volume One. Uh, it's from Vault Comics. It's by Natasha Altiseri, Altari, sorry, Altarisi. It's about uh, it's it's set up in in the Viking mythology. Her art is beautiful, and it's about uh, a woman who gets exiled from her village because of something she did. Uh, and it's also about uh, a Valkyrie Brunhilda who's been exiled from uh, from Asgard or wherever Odin exiled her. So it's those two parallel stories running around, running, um, and our main protagonist has a mission that she's going to try to free Brunhilde from exile. So the art is beautiful. She does both writing and the art. There's only eight issues out, uh, so there's, there's two volumes. The second one hasn't been collected. Um, this was recommended by a podcast I listen to called I Read Comic Books. It's their book of the month, and they're actually going to talk about it this week. So I recommend both the podcast and for you to uh, read he- Heathen. So I'll look for the mall stuff while you guys... I'm, I'm very boring because the two I'm going to recommend, y'all are just going to call me fanboys. But Matt Fraction's Jimmy Olsen uh, book. There's only two issues out. It's worth jumping on board. It's, it's a weird look at that world and the only way Fraction could. Right. And it's, yeah, it's really I heard fun. it's a good book. Yeah, it's just fun. I mean, it's... It's what comics should be. Uh, guy who makes comics fun, Donny Cates. Uh, his latest Guardians book number eight uh, gives you the true origin of Rocket Raccoon, and it will break your heart. Mm. And it is so good. I had to tweet at him about it because I I got home and that was at the top of the stack because of the cover of the last issue with his bloody paw. And you're like, what's happened to Rocket? Right. Um, enjoy. Josh? So uh, mine may be a little uh, heady or off topic, but there is a fantastic um, comics journalism magazine called The Nib. It is edited by Matt Boers, and uh, they had put out three issues. They were getting funding. I, I forget from what kind of institution, but they recently lost their funding. 
And so they have gone kind of out on their own and they're surviving by taking memberships. So if you're interested in reading a monthly comic that is basically journalism, um, if you go to their site, it's the nib. T-H-E-N-I-B dot com. For as little as two bucks a month, you can get just a PDF of each issue. And for as much as four bucks a month, you can get the PDF with a print subscription. And I got my first issue in this month, and it is beautiful. And, um, and I say this as a comics reader. I sat down and read that issue cover to cover. It is so compelling. It is so good. The first story is about the uh, the, the whole issue is themed around scams, and the first story is about CB Sobolski. Um, and then from really? there, and then from there, it goes into other things uh, that the the housing scandal stuff like that. Um, it is really good. And so, if you feel like also supporting this institution. Um, uh, you can, you know, you can can do so. It's it's really great. So the nib dot com, um, really really good stuff. That's, yeah, it's Marvel editor in chief CB Sibelski. So. Yes, yes. Oh no, I know, I know. No, I mean I for the for anybody that may not know. Oh, oh yeah, I actually saw one of the comics uh, pop up in a Reddit feed. Oh, yeah. uh, the August twenty third post of connecting the dots on the FBI trying to figure out why there's mass shootings, and then realizing it's just video games. Uh Yes. Yes. And, 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 and also if you, if you like this sort of stuff, uh, follow Matt Boris on, on Twitter. Uh, he's, he's great. Um, he posts a lot of stuff like this. So. Cool. Adrian. Um, this week, uh, Jason Aaron ends his run on Thor with Thor 16. And that seems like a low number. I was like, he's only done. 16. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a failure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, what right? a failure. <laughs> I'm going to be interested uh, because I love this run so much. I want to see what the hardcover is going to look like. Like yes. Um, well, the trade that that Eric, um, what's his last name, did the cover for the soft cover of uh, his. Forget how many seven hundred pages of his first run. Right. Yeah. Who's the artist? It's Eric. Eric. Yeah. 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 Okay, that's what. Um. Esau Rubik's coming back to, well, no, he's coming back to do King Thor, but uh, Mike Del Mundo has been doing the art, and he kills it. Um, I will tweet out the wraparound cover that he's done for Thor, uh, 16. It is it is so good. Um, oh, that is nice. But it pretty much um, wraps oh, up. Wow. Like, There's a lot of little hints about what actually went on during this whole run. Like, uh, it has a picture, like in the picture, it has um, Odin holding a picture of Boar, or not Boar, or Cole, because Cole passed away during War of Realms. And it's, it just goes to show you how great a run this has been. So I'm definitely picking that up on, on Wednesday, and along with House 2, House of X3. But um, yeah. That's going to be my recommendation. Cool. I yeah. figure Kyle's recommendation was He-Man. From the yeah, sounds of it, he was so excited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's like, go play with your He-Man toys and smash <laughs> them together. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. You can find Next Issue at uh, on Twitter at Next Issue Pod, on Twitch at Next Issue, and on Facebook at Next Issue Podcast. You can find Clay on Twitter at Clay underscore Harrison, Kyle at Kylepedia, Adrian at Adrian underscore Harry, Daniel at Echo Spider, and Josh at Cosmosis. Hail Bebo.